we're back with another episode of... Kiefer. I barely knew her. Podcast where we watch a movie and then smoke a whole lot and then talk a whole lot about it. As you do. Yeah. Uh, as always, we're joined here with my lovely bee. Oh, hey, man. And my wonderful husband, Chris. How's it going? Uh, our movie this week is Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. Wes Craven, the original. The original. Original. I have to say, I'm super excited <laughs> to to explore the topic of uh, what happens when a, a small town loses 20 children in a short amount of time. How does that How does that go? But yeah, what about you? I'm really looking forward to talking about how you would react if one of your really good friends was like, I just had this crazy dream, and then it describes the exact same person that chased you down in your dream you had. This is a pretty exciting time. I can't wait to get down (laughs) to this conversation. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and uh, smoke up, try to get our heads into the headspace we need to get to for these conversations. And uh, hopefully you can do whatever you need to do to be able to get to where we're about to get. See you on the other side. And hi. Yeah. All right, Chris. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Where did this story take you? Oh my gosh. So, this movie, I actually didn't see it until I was an adult. <laughs> you know, because yeah. there's, there's this one glaring question that I feel like I never asked after seeing this movie, really, mm-hmm. to anybody or even myself. And that question is, what would you do if you shared an extremely detailed dream with somebody close to you? And it wasn't a detailed dream about something you had discussed or had a shared experience mm-hmm. with or anything like that. It is an extremely detailed dream about something completely foreign to all of you And all of you had the exact same thing with the exact same details in similar situations. Mm -hmm. What would you do? How would you (laughs) react to that? I'm sitting here and I'm watching this movie and honestly I was a little high. (laughs) And I just was like, I have never asked this question before. Why haven't I asked this question? Well... I think there it has to be a specific circumstance. Like you can't somebody has to come to you and yeah. tell you that they had a very specific cuz you can't tell somebody you had a dream and they're like, "Oh my god, me too." Like, "Are you okay? Shut up." No, you're not going to believe that. But that was the thing though. She even said that she had a dream and this guy was trying to kill her and then her friend responded with, "Oh yeah, I had a similar dream like that." And then elaborated on details that were in her dream. Yeah. Before she did. So it was just mm-hmm. like story corroborated, oh, yeah. story corroborated, and after that, story she was corroborated. Asking everybody like, "Hey, yo, nightmare?" <laughs> right? Hey, yo. <laughs> you have a nightmare? It's like, "Hey, you too?" Like, she was always shouting after somebody asking if they'd had a nightmare. Yeah. But, like, people weren't responding to her, and then she stopped asking about like, it. We don't then... talk about it, God. Seriously. <laughs> I'm a man. I don't talk about <laughs> things that scare me. Yeah, that's like, pretty much what her, her boyfriend, on-again, off-again boyfriend said. Right? Yeah, that was a weird situation, too. Yeah. But, but, but in, in all seriousness, though, like, in this situation, if I had, like, if you came to me and said that you had a nightmare about someone coming, trying to get you, and then I was like, holy shit, I had a dream, too, about somebody trying to get me, 
or you know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. And then you were like, oh yeah, it was like this dude and he looked like this. And I was like, holy shit, that is exactly what he looked like in my dream too. Yeah. And then I would ask a question about like another detail. In the situation, if you were like, oh my god, it was blah, and then you elaborate further on that same detail, something I hadn't said, Jesus Christ, I don't know what I would do. I would be so freaked out. I would be so freaked out. Even as close as we are,、mm-hmm. I, don't under- I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that would be something that you wouldn't discuss. You know, it seemed like they were fighting to get any kind of information out of each other, but it was just. Nobody wanted to shit, talk about it. Right? Talk about it. It's like, oh, okay. If anybody can't understands. can't collect、it. any data on this. <laughs> Nothing. How、There、is she going to figure、points. it out? None. Nothing to work with. But seriously, the, the situation would, it would just blow my mind. I, I don't know how I would handle it. We would just have to talk, we would have to keep going. You would start following them around. <laughs> like, what have you done? What are you doing? Are you following me? <laughs> Where are the similarities? What is going on? And then we would have to take turns sleeping because <laughs> it would need to be, we would need to make sure that nobody was getting in a situation that they needed to get out of that they couldn't. Well, so at that point, so you're admitting you know that there, there is danger in the dream, that there really is a problem there, that this isn't just. A weird thing you're exploring and trying to figure out because if you're still trying to figure out if it's real, you would want to sleep at the same time so you could say what you dreamt about to be like, was that the same dream again? Otherwise, you could influence each other's if you're going on and off and sharing that information. That is a possibility. <laughs> Should I just throw like a whole wrench in this whole? Oh, no, I can,、okay. I can definitely work around this. Cool, cool. It's,、uh, <laughs> it's one of those situations in which you just have to really communicate how you're going to handle the situation. Okay.、Right. You know, you, you sleep at different times to make sure everybody's okay.、Mm-hmm. But as you sleep in shifts, nobody says anything about <laughs> anything <laughs> until both of you have had your sleep. So it's like a double blind <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a double, but you know what I mean? Like, You're, you're taking this seriously as a scientist. Yes. This is where, okay. Yeah. You, just,、right. you maintain silence <laughs> between shifts and then you cl- like bring your data together and you work <laughs> through what you've gathered. I think that that would be the best way to approach it and all parties would be kept safe. <laughs> Much safer、okay. than if you rely on Johnny Depp to do it. Oh, yeah. You can never rely on Johnny Depp. He just gets like, bored. Every、I、single、guess. time he just, he's like, stay up, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs>、uh, I have to stay up till midnight. It's 11 47. No, she like called him 10 till. Like, it was, <laughs> there was something, yeah. I was just like, Johnny. Or his mom woke him up 10 till or something、yeah. like that. And he just immediately passed back out. I don't know. This kid just cannot Could not stay, stay away. Because he uses those、uh, techniques, you know, to, <laughs> to overcome his fears and his dreams. We never saw his dream. Well, he may just have like sleep apnea or something like that that keeps him from getting into REM. And then if he can't <laughs> get into REM, then Freddie can't get you. So. But. Did we ever watch his dream or did he just die? He just kind of died. We never watched him run around and be scared. 
I really like Johnny Depp's too cool to be scared. <laughs> I mean, it's like his. It was first introducing film, but... Johnny Depp, but he's too cool to be scared. Even though he kind of got freaked out when he was uh, talking about punching somebody out when they thought somebody was in the yard or whatever, and it was the oh one, yeah, one they, boyfriend. He's like, "Hey, it's funny to scare people." <laughs> uh, okay. Also, the whole Johnny Depp situation and the way that he died, <laughs> I, I hadn't ever really considered it as uh, essentially Freddy was a blender, <laughs> and there was no lid on the blender. I mean, that's pretty much how it looked. And yeah. then everybody's freaking out, like, who could do this to somebody? How could they do this to him? How? But, okay, I was, this, this was a thought I had on this situation now. Um, yeah, I know teenagers have been dropping dead weirdly lately, but it's only been a few. And <laughs> at this point, not 20. Um, Fair point. And they never found a single body part. All they found is blood. And at that point, if you walk into a t- teenager's bedroom and there's all that everywhere, I would assume, like, what the fuck are you fucking around with? Like... You exploded something in here, and now there's, like, pig's blood everywhere or something. Like, <laughs> goddamn kids. <laughs> Just fucking around. But, like, everyone's, like, <laughs> like throwing up. <laughs> I was going to say, but you know what? I'm proud of him for testing the prank before he put it into action, all right? You know, making sure that it works. Nobody's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. There was a trial run. It was a controlled trial. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be proud. You appreciate, uh, like... Preparedness? Yes. <laughs> Thoughtful experimentation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's just something I wanted to throw out there. Like, okay, like, no body, no crime. Really. <laughs> Enough blood <laughs> to, you know, allow you to infer that a body is somewhere. Though. But it's too much blood. But so blender. <laughs> God, this ladybug is just flying around. Oh, being real loud. So if you hear a helicopter and or like chainsaw kind of sound, mm-hmm. it's just some random ladybug here in the studio, a.k.a. this random storage room in our house. Um, did you want me to talk about uh, how they did that? It was a shit show. It was? Let me tell you. Oh, God. They used uh, the same rotating room that they had for um, that first girl's death. Oh, yeah. Um, so they used that and they had it like upside down. And they had the hole, and they were just dumping buckets of blood into the hole. And the second it hit the lights, it electrocuted it. So it electrocuted the people who were pouring the blood into it. And the thing was spinning, and it got off of its thing. The window was open, and it was shooting blood out of the window the whole time. Oh, my God. It was so... So it was insane. Did it was such a mess. Okay. Yes, or, okay. everybody was okay. Um, but it was a shit show, and now it looks amazing because blood is coming from like every direction. Like it doesn't make sense. It looks crazy. And oh man, but that was really really cool. The practical mm-hmm. effects in this movie were just insane. They were so good. I loved the uh, just all of it. Everything that they did with the latex. 
to mm-hmm. the stretchy arms, to... The stairs, the, the squishy stairs. stairs. Oh my like, god, it was like she was walking through bread dough. But the, it, it doesn't just give you, like, a practical effect. It gives you that feeling when you're in the nightmare and the you're dream. trying to run and you can't. You That's can't what it feels like. That's what that gives you. It, they Yeah, they put the time in. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do too. I just, oh man, when he was, like... <laughs> pushing his face into that latex and just looking like he was going to come straight through the wall oh, yeah, when he was over yeah. her. And uh, you're just, oh my God, he's going <laughs> to get her. So creepy. I mean, even seeing it as an adult, I was like, well played. Yeah. You know, well played. Mm-hmm. Oh, but <laughs> can we talk about the 80s synth kill music that was going on <laughs> in every single scene where Freddy was was going after somebody? I just mm-hmm. was waiting for somebody to start singing in a weird upbeat synth sounding <laughs> kind of thing, throwing in a, get over here, bitch, <laughs> every now and again. You know, kind of situation that would have worked out so well. Like, back in the 80s, they constantly made soundtracks specific to movies. Mm-hmm. And they could have oh totally God. gone in that direction with his 80s synth kill music. I, I, I'm not joking when I say I'm almost positive there is a movie in the franchise where the end credits has a song that involves some kind of Freddie speaking or not <laughs> rapping. Is it like some Robert kind of thing. England doing yeah, some, some like something. spoken word rap? Like that is that's what they all did. It was so bad. It's so weird. Jeez, I, I mean, you do feel bad for the talent at that point, like, being really dragged do. in to do that kind of shit. Ugh. I mean, hopefully they got a piece of it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know how well the albums sold yeah. for these kinds of movies. Like maybe collectors <laughs> enjoy them or something, but I don't know. Who am I to judge? <laughs> Music is subjective, right? <laughs> but man, oh man. So why did the mom just have that fucking glove? You know, like, how is that? Oh, because um, the mom's an idiot. Right? She's just carrying this cursed object yeah. around, holding just... it with her. There, there is so much hate and death and just <laughs> horrible imbued in that glove. It I... has got to be a dark object. I just mean, like, legally she's being tied to that crime now. <laughs> like, that is a terrible thing to have in your home because they would search there. <laughs> Absolutely. How'd that get there? Mm. <laughs> right? Like, what, you were waiting, like, saving it for years to show your daughter what mommy did for her? Right. Like, that's really what it comes across as. Like, I've been waiting to, to show you. I've had to had a, a lot to drink along the way, but um, uh, we got here. So <laughs> I that's fell off the, the wagon, you know? <laughs> got dragged situation. along for a while. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the uh, the whole possibility of it being a cursed object i really think Mm -hmm. is uh true especially (laughs) considering like the explanation for freddy krueger's powers yeah in like part five or whatever Mm -hmm. like making a deal with a demon cursed object (laughs) it's kind of literally hand in hand I'll, i'll see myself out nancy um nancy really does seem to be the target of all of it like that's what it all builds up to Seriously. Is Nancy. They never confirmed that any other parent 
that is associated with Nancy's friend had anything to do with Freddie's death. But Nancy is associated with her friends, and so they are associated with this. Thus, guilty by association. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know how tight the neighborhood was back in the day. Maybe now all the parents don't talk specifically because they all committed murder together. Right. They're like, yeah, we don't hang out with them anymore. Promise never to talk about it. And then everybody always talked about it, so we can't hang out <laughs> exactly. together anymore. It's all they wanted to talk about. Hey, we did a good thing, guys. Shut up about it, though. Good Lord. You're going to be while we get caught. Gary's new, okay? He didn't even... God, now we... <sighs> but yeah, cursed object, you're saying? Yeah. So you've got this just object that's imbued with demons and hate mm-hmm. and murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So much murder. <laughs> um, it's like it's what it's there for. It really is. So, yeah, she is the uh, the hub of evil. Her house contains the cursed object, <laughs> and uh, they all got fucked because of it. Thanks, Mom. You saved us for later. <laughs> you know, you, exactly. you offered us up in a doggy bag, and mm-hmm. you forgot we were in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. But he got it just, just in time. Just in time. You know, we were still children. Yeah. Uh, or it possibly she uh, appreciates good craftsmanship because he definitely put the work in on that glove. He really did. He took his time. He he loved that thing. He he cared for it. He really he really had some uh, he really had some love in that in that, in that, uh, in that, in that glove like oh that, God. that work. Oh Jesus Christ. You didn't see that coming? Uh, apparently you did. I did. I was already laughing. Uh, put a lot of love into that glove. Everybody knows it. All right. So, yeah, she uh, she's to blame for everything. Um, Mom ruined it all. So, I, I know that, that we were going to talk about, like, the neighborhood... And mm-hmm. how they let the situation get to the point well, that it got to. I mean, I mean, really what I wanted to talk about was, like, so you, you live in a neighborhood where 20 kids got killed. 20 children have been abducted and murdered. And they finally got the guy and, you know, he got off for whatever reason. And you are a parent of a child. Like, obviously you are not the parent of one of the victims. And you still will go to the lengths of murder against this person. I mean, that's that's definitely a leap um, for some. It, you know, your kid hasn't died, but, you know, they all got in on it. Um, so is that what happened? Is that they were proactive about, like, let's murder this child killer before he gets to ours? Or is this the reason why, and you had a... I just started talking about this with you earlier, and you wanted to talk more, and I had to stop us. <laughs> you were about to say your other theory um, on what this could be, and I have another theory on what this could be. So do you want to say them on the count of three? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> One, two, <laughs> three. It's the That's reason why, why they're, they're divorced. Only children? Oh, shit. What? That's the reason why her parents are divorced. Wait, Her what? dad didn't want to be in on that when oh. they murdered Freddie and then couldn't believe that his wife was capable <laughs> of murder. Here. Once again, yours is so logical. 
<laughs> Mine was, is that why everyone's an only child? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I had never true. thought about that. Every single one of them, an only child. Nobody has siblings. That's so that's so abnormal that they would all be only children. How much you want to bet? Either they killed Freddie before Nancy was born, or Nancy was like somebody was babysitting her while mommy and daddy were out on the kill. <laughs> but I think well, that... mommy was out on the kill, <laughs> yes, the... and daddy was no. like, "I'm not going to be a part of this." I think. I think you're very, you're very right there, um, that he didn't think that was the right thing to do. I think that's entirely possible that that's that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> they, there's a, another one later on where like the the town like there just aren't children anymore, but the parents are all still there and they're crazy. They've gone mad. They, because they've like, lost all their children. Which one yeah. was that? I was like. Was it two, three, or four? Five or six. Or <laughs> yeah, it was like old. Way later. I mean old. Late in the series. The series goes off the rails in a few places. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> the dream warriors. But I think they have a lot of, so much more wiggle room, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, Jason's always going to have to just machete some people. <laughs> <laughs> you don't... You don't have a, any choice there. Like, you take him to New York, he's still going to machete some people. <laughs> Um, you know, take him to space. He's gonna machete people. <laughs> Michael Myers is gonna find ways to uh, stab knives. people into walls. He's anywhere you go. He's do one armed pull ups yeah. down. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, the one armed uh, pull. Down. I don't know what that's called. Whatever. <laughs> thing I can't do. Yeah. Um, but but Freddy's in your dreams, and he can make anything happen. Whatever your imagination you any... will allow him to do. Yeah, and whatever the you know special effects crew is capable of doing. Right. What's <laughs> 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 our budget? <laughs> All right, we can get this done. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of, I think, what makes the series fun. At that point, you don't really care if the story makes any freaking sense because it gets so weird. So weird. Like with uh, the baby and anyway. Video games. Uh, oh yeah, there was that. That was a fun dream, actually. I thought that was, that was fun. pretty fun. It was weird. Yeah, yeah but really fun. God, the baby though, <laughs> and all yeah. the souls that were in him. It just is. Uh, it's a fun way to to kill people and just do it differently and weirdly. Like, there's uh, the third one where he has the guy. He's like pulling his tendons and like oh my using God. him like a puppet. Yeah, like, marionette there. Yeah. That was really interesting. Those, I mean, they had some really, really interesting stuff throughout the series. Mm-hmm. And it all started <laughs> with the crazy shit they came up with for this one. Yes. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. The rotating room. But man, I mean, that's is still creepy nowadays. It really is. They, they do some really good stuff. I mean, because dreams are pretty powerful in a lot yeah. of situations. And yeah. people are like, Jesus Christ, is one of those? <laughs> But okay, so hear me out on this. Uh, I I've uh, I've been working with this theory for a little while now, and so I feel like in movies, um, if you want to survive, the absolute best thing you should do is stay in bed. <laughs> like ninety percent of the time, staying in bed, you're gonna be fine. Everybody else dies outside of bed. <laughs> Does this reinforce the theory that your covers 
are the best shield yes. against the bad yes. guys. That's why, like, even, like, here, if I'm walking around the corner and I'm, like, worried I saw something out of the corner of my eye, I'm, like, if I just don't look at it, it can't come and yeah. kill me because it's, like, well, I need it to to acknowledge me first, right? <laughs> like, that's the, the law of, of the dying by scary stuff. movie. Yeah. yeah, it's that jump scare. If you don't allow, yeah. like, if you catch it and you don't, it's like, oh. and, and, you know, a lot of the times when people do die in bed, it's because they left bed to go check on something and then ran back to the bed to hide, and it's, like, too late. No, you it acknowledged... Lost its power. You acknowledged... Yeah, you gave it power. Oh, my God, that's what that is. That is, I and that's exactly realize. what she was talking about in the movie. Oh, wow. We just got there, B. Wow. We got there. I just have, for years, been like, why are you leaving your bed? <laughs> <laughs> you know how you survive... Stay still. <laughs> Just, Just don't. lay under your go. covers. Close your eyes. <laughs> Act like you're really heavy sleeper. <laughs> Whatever you need to do. Just Fucking don't acknowledge get anything. Get through it. Get through it. <laughs> if they somehow start moving your limb to try to <laughs> see <laughs> you're awake. Like, uh, fake a yawn and roll over, man. Just Exactly. <laughs> If you're feeling bold, you know, just do, like, some quick movements. Like, you're trying to do the yawn movements, but, like, punch them a little bit. Yeah. But but don't acknowledge it. (laughs) (laughs) Just let it happen. You can't smile. And pull those covers in real tight under your chin (laughs) so that way you can finally smile. (laughs) Don't giggle too much unless you can mask it as a snore. Don't acknowledge anything. These are all great, great pointers. I love it. <laughs> Just saying, you know, you have opportunities to fight back. You have to, uh, you have to take those opportunities. Yeah. And uh, hope for the best. You know. <laughs> but um, I derailed us from where wherever the fuck we were. I I like where we went. Okay. All right. <laughs> Off the rails is a good thing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we were just talking about the movie being creepy. I remember now. Oh, yeah. Nothing important. <laughs> but, um, okay, so wh- all the shit that goes on in this movie, and, yeah, most of it is in Nancy's dream. Understandably, okay. But nobody ever believes her ever, <laughs> up until even their deaths, maybe. Ever. I feel like no nobody. No, is... the boy in the the boy in the jail cell was even like creeped out by it, but was like, no, no way, no <laughs> dreams gonna give me. And then, um, even Johnny Depp was like, okay, babe, yeah, I'll stay awake for you, and <laughs> fucking fell asleep. Instant. And her mom was like, yeah, sure, sweetie, whatever. Mommy's gonna take care of you. Honk you, honk you, honk you. But I, I feel I feel like that is a very common trope in a lot of scary movies mm-hmm. is to have all of the people that are around you who are supposed to be your support network mm-hmm. telling you you're crazy. Hysterical. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're grabbing you by the shoulders, <laughs> shaking you. You know, you're hysterical back in. You're hysterical back in. It's um I'm gonna fix you. <laughs> but it's we were talking about this exact same thing when we were when we were discussing "Drag Me to Hell," mm-hmm. the the constant gaslighting, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. your loved ones, your support network, the people that you trust to <laughs> hold you up 
are just telling you you're crazy throughout this entire situation until it's too late. Mm -hmm. And even in the end, she was just like bargaining, like with her dad. We like, even if you don't believe me, be here. Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Be here. Like, I need you. (laughs) (laughs) That's all she needed. And nah, like uh, send some deputy to be like, what? (laughs) What do you need? Ah, she's hysterical. Exactly. I was going to say, he said some old man, he's like, if anything weird happens, well, she just broke out a window. Right? Like, how would that not be? She knocked out another window. She's screaming for help. Maybe I should go get him. (laughs) No. He said anything weird. Right? Your kid just broke out the windows from the inside and is screaming Mm -hmm. for help. Uh, yeah. That was Friday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's probably on something. <laughs> mm-hmm. The reefer. Yep. Trying to cope with her uh, friend's death. Yep. And her, well, now her boyfriend's death, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, too soon. God, I, I just kept, when I was talking about uh, the way Johnny Depp died in this and how I just finally realized that he was put in a blender. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just kept hearing Johnny Depp in a blender. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I got us off topic. No, no, it, it, that's uh, that was funny. <laughs> I did uh, <laughs> the false ending in mm. this one. It was uh, it was a little too unbelievable but... to be a good false ending. Like, all of her friends were back. We watched them all mm. die horrifically. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> what's craving you're better than that yeah like even if you're gonna say like well maybe Johnny Depp didn't die okay but like within the last 24 hours anybody that died before then right and this whole thing happens within like five fucking days it's pretty like yeah. after the after the funeral they were saying that it had been like two days yeah so yeah oh I'm sorry it's um, five days and two weeks with the uh, the two-week prep time oh my that Nancy God. gets when she sets up the house with all the booby traps. That's supposed to be happening within a 30-minute time span. That's yeah, also no, supposed 20, to... 20 minutes. Okay. She was saying 20 minutes. 20-minute time like, span. That's also supposed to include her falling asleep. Yeah, and talking to her drunk mother. Like, <laughs> get away from a drunk person after 10... Like, that takes way, way more than 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. We we have this theory, Chris and I, that, uh, you know, in movies like Predator, where Arnold Schwarzenegger has, you know, some time to set up some booby traps for the Predator, it's meant to seem like it was, you know, in Within the Within a very afternoon. short period of time, but somehow he was able to carve down <laughs> trees with his machete and then also create pulley systems and to bring those stumps up. All these other traps and within, you know, late afternoon. <laughs> Um, but so we always say it's, you get a two, two week prep time. So this is one of those movies that falls within the two week prep time. Um, (laughs) I think. She had to collect those shotgun shells, break those bulbs, figure out how to break those bulbs, which remember there was no YouTube to show you how to do that. Yeah, she had like a file she was using very slowly, um, which, you know, I'm glad she was careful, but. She was. And I do know that she was reading that one book. Yeah. About improvised traps and. All that other stuff, but I mean, reading a diagram <laughs> and putting that into practice yeah, two very different things. Yeah, she like 
woke up from her dream and, uh, like, after pulling Freddie out, and then, like, went and set this complicated booby trap at her door, <laughs> which was on top of everything else we'd seen her do. Oh, uh, yeah, so she, she definitely had two weeks prep time on this. I mean, just engineering yeah. the mm-hmm. the sledgehammer yeah. gag. Yeah. Like, just engineering just, just, that you know would have taken just some time. buying the sledgehammer. Just going to get the <laughs> sledgehammer to have one around. Like, that takes time. Like, she didn't have time for all this. <laughs> unless, her, unless her mom got the sledgehammer in the divorce. I don't know. <laughs> I can see her fighting for it. He's like, fine, take it. I don't want it. You can't even pick it up. <laughs> Not with those booze-covered fingers. Oh <laughs> can we talk about the consumption of that? Like, there was so much alcohol. And she was like, she seemed like she was trying to hide it, and nobody even cared. I mean, like, her daughter, like, tried to shame her a few times oh, about it. Right, but she treated her like a child because her mom was drunk. And that's she how did. she had to talk to her when she's drunk. She's like, oh, I can't work with you when you're like this. I have to treat you like I'm your parent. Give me the keys, mother. <laughs> oh, God. Let me leave the house. No, never. And then, and then you get drunk and pass out. Like, that, hello, fire hazard. Like, <laughs> and she smokes. We're, we're all... We're all certain she smokes cigarettes at least. Yeah. So she's drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, falling asleep on the couch with a deadbolted door and hidden keys. <laughs> this is a bad situation for everybody involved. She, uh, she's, she's trouble. She's a tinderbox. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, Fire hazard that is removing all points of ingress and egress. <laughs> Robert England. Yes. <laughs> Fucking makes this person. character. Oh, yeah. Just makes this character. I can't imagine, like, what would he be like if it were somebody else? Like, I don't, I should have looked up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know what some of the other contenders uh, would have been, but I feel like there's a lot of personality that he brings to it. So much. Like, the, mm-hmm. the way that he snarls. Um, just the facial expressions that mm-hmm. he makes. I know that they did stuff to his voice with, uh, synthesizers or something like that to make it sound deeper and to be creepier, but he still did stuff with his inflection to mm-hmm. make it what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was just an amazing mm-hmm. character actor in that. Yeah. He, he brought so much life. <laughs> and you know, there... That's another, like, interesting point to bring up about this character versus other ones in, like, kind of the horror-verse. Yeah. This one has personality. This one has a motive and a drive, and he'll tell you all of them, (laughs) (laughs) whether you want to hear him or not. Uh, You know, Mike Myers and Jason Voorhees are, you know, the silent types. (laughs) (laughs) Strong, strong silent types. (laughs) So they just, you know, come around killing people, but he's going to fuck with your mind. He's going to... Like, mess around. He's going to laugh in your ear. He he has plots and plans. Um, Like, if you think about how much care he put into making his glove, that's how much effort and care he puts into torturing these kids and dragging this out. And he doesn't get mad when he misses them, like, the first four fucking times because he's (laughs) still just fucking with them. It's that last time that he's like, 
Yeah. He's pissed off. You get away from the one where he's actually <laughs> trying to kill you. Then yeah. he's upset. Like, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> Gotta move on to another click at school. Right. <laughs> oh, man. No, but he's, uh, damn it. I was about to go in a direction and I just lost it completely. You lost your direction? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. Was it about Oh, this? I was going to say, um, that's a really... That's a really good point about the difference between Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers. Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees are faceless. Mm -hmm. They are these unstoppable forces that are just, (laughs) just this silent destroyer. Mm -hmm. Like there is nothing human about them. There is nothing, uh, like vulnerable about them. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to put it. And not having a face really helps add to that. Mm -hmm. And the way that they do Freddy Krueger is not only does he get hurt sometimes, he gets thrown (laughs) around (laughs) sometimes, and he gets mad Mm -hmm. that he got thrown around, and he talks shit. (laughs) (laughs) And he does all these different things that make it He's, you can't stop him, and you mm-hmm. know that you can't stop yeah. him, but he's like a jester while you can't stop him. <laughs> he, you know he's trying to kill you. He's making fun of you while he's trying to kill you, <laughs> and he's doing everything he can to make it as fucking weird as he can, mm-hmm. so that way when you go out, if you, when you do get out and you try to explain it to people, you're just like a fucking psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, and then my arms got, like, weird. And, like, if you say anything weird, they're like, yeah, you had a nightmare. That's what that is. That's what nightmares are. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a cookie. Here's some milk. <laughs> just get over it. Um, but, yeah, like the, he's just, like, fucking with people constantly. And it mm-hmm. is such, such, such. It is such <laughs> a different type of fucking with people mm-hmm. than Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers. Yeah. And I think this like more fun if that <laughs> makes sense. Like yeah. I the hopelessness that Jason Voorhees mm-hmm. and Michael Myers mm-hmm. inspire is a different kind of hopelessness. Yeah. That Freddy Krueger inspires because I think that he allows hope in certain <laughs> situations and then dashes it. Yeah. And that's that's very different than 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 those other two. Yeah, I would agree. I think the the Nightmare on Elm Street ones just have a lot more, like, fun stuff going on. Like, that's the series that I'll put on in the background if we're just, like, hanging around and, and you know, doing whatever. Because you just see these really crazy deaths, like, you know, somebody turning into a cockroach or, you know, right? bug thing, you know. It's somebody just... getting turned into a marionette by their mm. tendons. There's so many different ridiculous ways that people die in these movies and they're all hopeless situations for the individuals that are in them but there's always this like oh man we might nope nope yep. oh yeah. shit yeah no that well, one got away too because you're like it's a it's a nightmare maybe they'll wake up the last second yeah maybe nope no that's a really good point, too. It's like it doesn't even have to be you, a situation no in which... No matter what, have that sliver of hope. There is. Mm-hmm. And then they dash it. Mm-hmm. They just they take mm-hmm. it away. Smack. Yeah. Like, we're hysterical. <laughs> Calm down. 
What is this hope you had? <laughs> but it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's, <laughs> it sounds terrible, but it's, with this kind of movie, it's a lot of fun. Because it's so different than the other scary movies that are out there. Um, so we like to give these movings a, uh, a Keefe Bowl rating to kind of, you know, let you know how many Keefe Bowls would it take to kind of talk through and, you know, watch the fun stuff going on and talk through the story and everything. And uh, I think for this movie, we came to the rating that it would be three Keefe Bowls. Yep. Uh, three Bowls. Th- there's the... Just the, the ways, like the creative ways that they do things, the creative ways that they freak people out in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, discussing that. Thinking about the practical effects that went into this yeah. prior to CGI. Um, and something, too, is it's a cultural reference point. Oh, for sure. And there's for just sure. a lot going on in this. And just trying to compare it to some of the other scary movies that are out there and how that... Always having that sliver of hope that, well, maybe they'll wake up right before he murders them. Uh, Yeah. Just kind of changes the game in Mm -hmm. in the situation. But um, not only that, it's Johnny Depp's first movie. Yeah, that too. (laughs) So you can say you saw him when. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us for another episode of Kiefer I Barely Knew Her. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, definitely uh, give us a like or a subscribe. Um, Reviews are always welcome as well. You can find us on Instagram at Kiefer, I-B-K-H, or go to our website at Kiefer, I-B-K-H.com. And uh, we definitely need to give credit to Mr. Kevin McLeod for the music. (laughs) And uh, look out for uh, new episodes on Tuesdays. And uh, we hope that you guys come and join us on Tuesdays and see where the story takes us. 